asking me if I can just be bold, if you don't mind. God woke me up very, I was very wide awake at 4.30 in the morning. I put my feet on the floor and I began to pray. And there was a heavy burden in the room. I felt like there was angels there. I began to pray and God did not release me in prayer. Are you ready for this? Until 8 o'clock this morning. And for the first hour of prayer, I was talking to God. And the second hour of prayer, I was in the spirit. And God took me away in the spirit. On being known to me, I had no idea that it was that long. And I, I, all I could remember was speaking in tongues and singing in tongues as loud as I could be. And then me and God had a conversation. And he began to speak to me. And I begin to speak to him back. And so I feel very strongly and very boldly to talk to you about this. Now, I don't tell many people how much time I spend in prayer. But you need to know this. It's a precedent. You need to know that this was not a small thing. And so he had me write some things down, if I could, please. And you, please receive it. Some of you have been intimidated and lied upon and lied to. That you know enough and have enough experience about God that you know more than the preacher. There are some in this room today that have been intimidated and lied to that you don't belong. And that you don't have a place here. And you've been discouraged. That's a lie from hell. And those two things has a root called pride and arrogancy. And you would think that they were one would be the opposite of the other, but God spoke to me. And he spoke to me about other things that is not even in this state and other ministers that begin to preach in our pulpits, that their knowledge has been puffed up and they were, they learned, they had learned the technique of preaching. They have learned things and they learn to walk and speak by their own ability. <laughs> and we have itching ears to hear, thus saith the Lord, by the ability of mankind because we would rather have the personality than the prophet. So you may as well just take your shoes off and get your toes out because God is about fixing to change some things in the spirit. And so with these things, there's more things, but then I stopped. I said, God, here's what I would like you to do. I would like you to put an angel at the back door when they come in 
And I would like you to push back the walls of confusion and darkness and in intimidation and discouragement. And then I would like for you to disperse an angel to everyone in this room and to minister in a personal way the word this preacher cannot touch. I believe in angels. I believe in commanding angels when it's appropriate. I believe in the spirit of God. I believe that God can take a man or a woman beyond the veil of the flesh. But it does not happen through personality. It does not happen through technique. It does not happen through knowledge. And it does not happen through experience. It happens through humility. In the church of the living God, and it's not just you, but we have got on the wrong boat of personality and techniques and ability. And that's why sometimes we don't move as fast and as far as we can, but we can make some room because we do it by our knowledge, our know-how, our techniques, and our charisma. If we're going to have the miracles and the signs of wonders of God and move past your discouragement and then the intimidation from the devil, it's going to take humility and we need to get rid of our pride. Am I speaking to somebody in this room here today? None of us in this room is exempt of any of that. So don't turn to your neighbor and say, oh yeah, that's you, honey. Because it's not. That is pride and arrogance in its best. God, open, open right now. Let the spirit move. Come on. Let the spirit fall fresh. I've been praying in the spirit and asking God. I said, Lord, let there be a holiness that fall on this place to where you will experience something in their preacher donut and you will fall and quake in his presence. That's being in the presence of God. That's where God wants the church to be. And that's where he operates. It's beyond the flesh and into the spirit. God has given me visions this morning. Oh God. God, I'm sorry that you think that this is proud or this is bold, but I got to speak to you in the spirit. There's got to be men and women that's going to be rising up in the spirit and speak, thus saith the Lord. Amen. Despite, amen, the response of man. got to be men and women in this room that is able to pray beyond the flesh. That is not one hour is not enough. Two hours is not enough. Three hours is not enough. You pray until you're released. Your vision has been obscured and your vision and your goals have been drifting because of your pride and you don't even know it. God has chosen from the back of the line and not from the front of the line. 
And some of you think and you feel because of all your failures and your faults and you have not been born on the wrong right side of the tracks and that you're on the back of the line and you're thinking God's not looking at you. God is shining at you. God, amen, is interested in you because when you're in the back of the line, amen, you're humble, amen, and you're not caring. Somebody help me here today, amen. You better know when you climb that ladder to the top, you better know where that ladder's leaning. By the way, if you climb it on your own, it's called pride. But if you let God raise you up, if you go, Come on, somebody let the Spirit of the Lord fall on you as I speak. There's some in this room that has been asking God, choose me, choose me, choose me. And all the time you're praying, God didn't say not yet because you're thinking, amen, that you're the best of the best. And he says, I got somebody on the backside of the devil right now. Amen. That's been humbled for 40 years that I'm going to appear in a burning bush. Amen. And a miracle. And I'm going to call him to deliver my nation. He was a runaway. Brother Sam, don't you realize the power and the influence of God in your life? It's not from the past, but it's in the beginning today. God's got a plan in your life. Pardon me if I'm pointing some people out, but God's speaking in the spirit. We're living in a day and age to where we like dystopia, meaning that, that we like the apocalypse. It's a, it's a, it's a porn in itself. We, we like the zombies and death, and we like watching all these things of killing. It's a utopia. It's a this. Another word for that is Hell. And our world is interested in the gruesome things of hell. And if we're going to get out of that church, we've got to have the power that's unprecedented. Amen. That's organic. That's from heaven to change our world. God help us. You see, he also told me that there's some that's so rich in the spirit. That need, they need, you need to become poor. And there's some in this room that feel so poor and unworthy. I got news for you. God says, I'm going to make you rich. 
And I'm not talking about monetary gifts. I'm talking about in your mind, in your spirit. I'm talking about richness, amen, to where you feel, amen, self-worth, that you don't need affirmation from drugs and sex and pornography. You don't need affirmation, amen, from people, but you got it from God, and God is going to take you out of the rule. You need to believe that right now in Jesus' name. And the reason, can, can, I, can I say the reason why you're not receiving it is because of your pride. Some are proud to be on welfare. No, I'm talking about spiritual welfare. They're proud to be needy. And, you know why? Because they need affirmation. They're insecure. Oh, God, help us here today. So he's going to take the poor. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit. See, it's the opposite of what man thinks. Is this making sense to you? Yeah, you're a doctor, aren't you? In psychology, it's just like it's making sense right now. You see, knowledge puffs up, and there's nothing wrong with knowledge, but knowledge with knowledge comes arrogance. He said, well, Brother Jones, I know a lot about the Bible. Uh-huh. But it can certainly puff you up. Get out my notes before I go way off on some place. Now, here's the thing. Jesus said this. He told me this, and I don't know what this means, but he says, you're going to, he says, he was, he was feeding the poor. And they were confused. He said, what do we do with the poor? And he, he looks at him and says, the poor will be with you always. And I looked at that, and I said, well, that, that, you know, I understand that. It means that those that don't have money, you know, they said, uh-uh. Church, you need to realize something. There's a lot of people poor in the spirit out there. They need you so bad. Some feel like they know more than the preacher. You may have great knowledge, but it's just vanity. It's not working well for you, and you get not only, but, but it's not your fault. It's somebody else's fault, and that's where the division comes. And there is a spirit that God is suppressing here in this room. And I spoke against it, and it's not going to happen because it's been revealed. And once it's revealed, God can suppress it. And that's why he's dispersing angels in this room. And if it's rising up within you, you need to have enough courage and enough humility to suppress it down. Somebody help me here right now. Let's pray. Let's humble ourselves right now. It's ugly. the spirit of this world 
Suppress it. Come up against it. Use the power of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, I command it right now to leave. Amen. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl in this room right now. Leave. I command it in the Spirit. By the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody take authority over it right now. Come on, I need some help right now. Come on, work in the spirit. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Activate your power. Activate the spirit of God right now. My God is giving you a way out. Hallelujah. Come on, I've seen something in the spirit this morning that there's going to be a release and some of you are going to fall on your face in the spirit in humility, but you're still fighting your flesh right now. Come on, come on, come on. I don't feel released to move on. Come on, somebody. Help me here. Come on, it's, it's all about God's kingdom. It's not your kingdom. Let your kingdom fall. Okay, I'm going to stop right here. We're going to, I'm going to stop right here because there, there is a roadblock. Here's the thing. I'm going to have to go further. I apologize that if it offends you, but I don't apologize at all. I don't know if that makes sense. Some of you think that you're, you, you, everybody's called to be a minister. But some of you think that you're on the top of the class. Instead of praying for yourself and praying and examining yourself, you're looking around trying to minister somebody else. That's the opposite of what God's trying to say here. I come against that spirit in Jesus' name. Did you see your pastor up there on his knees? He says, I can't minister no further until I take care of this right now. How dare a pastor or a minister sets out to help somebody and minister to them when this is not taken care of. Take the beam out of your eye. My God help us here today. I'm sorry, pastor, if I'm going to split this church up and make everybody mad and go home. Quit trying to fix somebody else. 
I'll tell you how you fix people. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? You just don't talk to them and tell them what there's wrong with them. And you don't even have to tell them what's right with them. It's in your spirit. It personifies out. I walked into an airport one time, if you don't mind. I walked into the airport one time, got on the airplane, and I was able to sit at the bulk, uh, the, the bulk seat, which is the best place on the plane where the bulk head is. I'm sitting there. There was one seat in between me and, that, and another person on the aisle seat, and, and it was a two-hour flight. I've been looking over at this man. He is like as nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs. He felt like he was going to get stepped on any minute. I don't know him. He don't know me. And when we landed, they didn't even open the door. That man got out of his chair and took a pull. You know why? Because my spirit sensed his spirit, and his spirit sensed my spirit. And he was a man of witchcraft. No communication. I ministered to that man without saying a word. That's ministering. Hallelujah. The angels are still ministering in this room. I pray that somebody will fall on their face in humility right now.
Healing is healing. Leprosy is leprosy. Pride is pride. Humility is humility. Full is full. And hungry is hungry. And thirsty is thirsty. You say, what does all that mean? I don't know. But either you're going to have leprosy or healing. And you can stay in the same state you are right now. Bondage is bondage. And freedom is freedom. Deliverance is deliverance. Addiction is still addiction. But freedom is freedom. Amen, what do you want? You want your leprosy or you want healing? And what he wanted was a better preacher. You read it in your Bible, it's there. What he wanted is a better circumstance. What he wanted was somebody to come to him in great pomp, in great words. You see, you can help me here, but you know what an expert can do? An expert has the ability to convince you of what they believe. And they can use the right words to manipulate your thinking. I, I know this, my son-in-law is a psychologist. He's a counselor. He told me some crazy things that he says, I dare not to travel on. And Naaman was a professional. He was an expert of things. But you see, leprosy is still leprosy no matter how much you know. and how great your clothes are and where your position is and how much power you have and authority you have over people. It's still leprosy. But for him to change, he's got to humble himself and go to a dirty river that he will never even come close to touch. And he has to listen to a prophet that didn't even leave his house. But he had the word of God. 
And this prophet knew enough about the power of God that he didn't have to go out there in his pomp and begin to minister to people and see how great my ministry is. He just sat in his room and prayed, and he says, you go tell my servant, he says, you go tell him to dip in the Jordan River seven times, and he's going to be healed. Do what? Aren't you going to come out of your prayer chamber and say, oh, no, not necessary, God's word is good enough. So leprosy is still leprosy until... You humble yourself. Let us stand to our feet here this morning. I, 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 just, I just don't, I can't do no more. granddaughter taught me a lesson several years ago she was preschool I don't know what preschool is her sister was two years older and her sister was in kindergarten and uh, so I picked her up took her out to, to, a, to a zoo and then took her to lunch her favorite place and it was um, a place where they gave you free ice cream when you buy a kid's meal Culver's and this is a big thing for her Really, because when we go out to Culver's, she had to share a meal with Big Sister. Had to split the French fries in half and the hamburger in half and share the thing. So this was this was was an exploratory. This was an experience, and I'm saying this because because you 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 you've been kind of sharing things with the devil. Why did I say that? I just come out of nowhere. And so we got this, this meal, and I thought, well, you know, I don't have to buy one because I'll eat half of her burger and half of her fries and drink half of her pop and eat half of her ice cream, and I thought this was cool. But she changed things on me. So she got her happy meal, got the hamburger laid out just perfect got the french fries out in front of her and she put the pop directly between me and her I had no idea what that meant until a few minutes and so I I, I just kind of gently and I put my hand on the bottom of the glass the back and I slid that pop over a little bit so I can reach in for a french fry she takes the front of her hand and shifts it back into the position again. You know where I'm going with that. I go, well, you know what? This I don't I don't know why she's did that. So I, I shifted it over. She reaches out, not a word said. And I am like thinking, what is going on? And she's like two moves in front of me in a chessboard. And she's probably only six years old, I don't know. And she moves it back and I go, hmm, that's interesting. I move it, she moves it back. And then I, it dawned on me, she's protecting her goods. She's protecting those french fries. Are you hearing me today?
sifting. We got to get back to humility. We got to get back to protecting what we found when we first came to God. When we got on our face and cried, and if you excuse me, the grossness, but when when the uh, fluids come out of your nose and onto the carpet and your tears are rubbing down and your eyes hurt and you're crying and sobbing we got to get back there everyone and so as she's eating her fries and her burger I, I'm just stunned I'm stunned at, at the audacity of this six year old and she all of a sudden took charge of her destiny. And I let her have it with a smile. And I was proud of her. And then after a while in conversation, she takes her hand slowly. And guess what she does? She shifts the glass away. And that's permission without a word. It's time to share. I thought that was so cool. And then she was eating her burger and she knows that you can pull the strip off that bag and go up there and get an ice cream. So it was time for that. And I, I see that she was, I said, her name is Nora. I said, Nora, no, listen. I said, we can take that ice cream home because when you're full, you're full. You know what? She doesn't even look up at me. She goes, yeah, but Papa, when you're hungry, you're hungry. She got her ice cream. There's a difference. When you're hungry, you're hungry. And nothing, high water or hell, is not going to stop me from getting what God wants me to have. And if it takes humility and it takes me to fall on my face once again and, and, and collapse in humility, so be it, God, I give you permission. <laughs> Heavenly Father, right now, by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, I release everyone in this room I release freedom, healing, deliverance from addictions, deliverance, amen, from self-worth and worthlessness. I come against every spirit of arrogancy and pride. I ask you right now to disperse every angel and stand at guard as these things being released and cut them asunder, God, and destroy every spirit that is trying to hinder every individual and every soul. I come up against every addiction and every disease and every psychological problem by the name of Jesus Christ. I come up against it right now by the authority and the power of God. I exercise my right in the spirit. 
This altar is open. Do you dare come? Do you dare, amen, follow after the Spirit? Do you dare humble yourself and be released? Do you dare 